Welcome to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Over the next hour, you'll be introduced to business and local leaders impacting our community. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. Now, the host of Town Talk, Ted Schubel. We're talking about trafficking this morning, a real serious topic, but a, a topic that uh, is being talked about more and more, and uh, it's it's an, it's an issue in this community. Michelle Patton-Swisher in this morning with uh, Spotsylvania County Schools, a social worker. Michelle, good to see you again. Good morning. And uh, for the first time, I believe, Michelle Trampy is here with the Central Virginia Justice Initiative. I've heard a lot about you, Michelle. It is great to have you here this morning. Good morning, Ted. All good things, too, I, I have heard. Michelle, I... I don't know that I've ever had two Michelles in. Michelle squared this morning. It is. It's it's two. Uh, Michelle Patton Swisher, you were in a few weeks ago with uh, with with Deputy Figueroa from the from the sheriff's office talking about uh, about this topic some, but just a a a community program that you had earlier this week, and I heard the turnout and just the interest in this topic that it was it was it it was was time well spent. Wonderful. It was wonderful. We had quite a few. Parents and students and community members come out um, to hear what we had to say. And we talked about human trafficking, of course, because January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month, along with um, social media protections and how to build protective factors for your children. It was very well received. Uh, I think my favorite part of the, the presentation was at the end when we had families and students come up and talk to us directly. Hmm. Uh, wanting to know just kind of you know what do they what do they need to do to support our community and how to how to help with end human trafficking and this is the kind of topic that there there does need to be talk and even if even if it's uncomfortable and you're, sometimes you you, you 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 can almost can't believe some of the stories and things that are going on but we need to have shows like this programs like that absolutely Awareness is the number one way to really combat human trafficking and to protect our citizens within our whole planning district um, and our United States. I mean, this just isn't a, an area here. And, and a lot of people think it happens somewhere else. Like, oh, yeah. that happens in New York City. That happens in New Orleans. That happens in L.A. No, that happens in rural America and happen anywhere. And we unfortunately have had that experience here. And we want to make sure we're informing folks of things to be aware of and how to pay attention and things you can do and if we have someone that is experiencing being trafficked, where they can go and seek support and help. And that's what we're here to do is do some education today. Michelle Trampy, you've been doing that education for years. I have seen you have done all kinds of programs around the region for, for a long time. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we actually started in 2013. And um, like most organizations, we sort of were finding our feet mm-hmm. um, for a year or so as we got set up. But yeah, we've been, uh, we, we really have about five major initiatives. Um, the first is raising awareness. Um, we also do prevention education, vocational education. So those are people who are in vocations who may be more likely to see a trafficking victim. So for example, first responders, hotel motel workers, mm-hmm. Um, we're actually um, trying to work with um, some nurses right now to um, put together a program for them as well as a call-out process so they know what to do when there's a trafficking, uh, when they come across a trafficking victim. Um, uh, we also um, uh, ha- are an advisor to the Virginia Coalition Against Human Trafficking. They're a 501c4. We are a 501c3. 
Um, so they they actually focus on uh, working with our legislature. Um, and then the last uh, thing that we've done uh, is that in about 2020, yeah, so about four years now, we officially, I should say officially, because uh, we were doing work before that, but officially started doing survivor support and crisis management. So it's working um, specifically with human trafficking victims. What got you, you have you've had a passion for this, and that's I, I have I have seen you out there and in, in, in talking about this, and, and and thank you for what what you've done over over the years, and uh, was. What, what got you involved in, a, in, a, in an issue like this? Honestly, I mean, I'm a, I'm a person of faith. And so um, I think it was just something that God put on my heart. Um, yeah. It really started when I was at work. And um, I had a department of about 30 people. And uh, we uh, would do something together every year uh, around the holidays um, to volunteer in the community. And this was in Richmond. And um, there aren't a lot of places who can take 30 people as volunteers. So uh, I was looking on the Salvation Army website uh, for a volunteer opportunity. And uh, human trafficking just caught my eye. And yeah. as I was um, just looking at what was on the website, um, it was just astonishing because I thought it was something that only happened over overseas or someplace else it couldn't possibly happen here in the that's United me States, yeah right yeah and this is a nice place to live there it couldn't possibly happen here and so um you know i kind of said a little prayer i'd get back to work and it just seemed like the issue kept jumping in front of me and um i was uh at um I was I was at some dinner or something, and the former Attorney General uh, Ken Cuccinelli spoke, and he spoke at about a very specific um, human trafficking case, someone that he knew, mm -hmm. um, and I believe they were in Prince William County, and I was like, Prince William County, that's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, at the time, uh, my husband was on the Board of Supervisors in Spotsy, and I said, do you think that happens here? And he said, I don't know, but we're going to find out. And so he set up a meeting with me in the sheriff's office, and I spoke with a Captain Pierce at Spotsvania County. And I thought he was going to just, you know, talk to me and, you know, send me on my way and no it's not something we I was like gonna say to reassure you here. don't yeah, worry about that exactly yeah an hour later I walk out of his office and my head was just spinning because not only you know it was not only happening in the United States it was happening in my own community and um I remember him saying something about the mall and so I got in my car and I started driving towards the mall right I had no plan. <laughs> and um, my husband calls and um, I, I, um, I answer and, you know, he asked how it went. And I was telling him and I said, oh, and by the way, I'm on my way to the mall. And he said, Michelle, nothing good can come of that. Yeah. <laughs> and so he said, let's go home. We'll talk about it. We'll come up with a plan. <laughs> and so that's really where it started. <laughs> well, and just the whole... I, 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 I learned so much, Michelle Patton Swisher, when you were here a few weeks ago. Just, I mean, I was the same way because I thought, well, this, 
maybe there's a, maybe a case or two. It, it can't be around here, and that's what I think. And, and I guess that's that's the challenge and for for the schools to be able to talk about it, and for uh, Michelle Trampy for you to talk about it. This is this is how we this is how we fight it in, in, in one sense of just the awareness. Absolutely, and you know we have to look at the vulnerability of people in our community because this isn't just one race or one sex or one class or anything like that. It, I mean, it can affect men, women, boys, girls, um, U.S. citizens, foreign nationals, uh, folks that are undocumented in our country, educated, uneducated, families, groups. All of those people are vulnerable and can be exploited. And so, you know, we did a, at our presentation, we put up a picture of just a group of people walking, random people, and said, pick out the victim. You can't, hmm. because all of those people yeah. in the picture, unfortunately, can be a victim of trafficking. Because there's not only, you know, sex exploitation, there's also labor trafficking that occurs, where uh, people are forced, fraud, and coercion is used for labor means. And that's just as harmful to folks because of that as well. So um, bringing the awareness to that and letting people know, letting, you know, I come from the school perspective, but letting parents know how to, how to be aware of social media that your kids are using, being aware of who your kids are hanging out with, supervising your children are important. You know, I, I always say you need to supervise your children just as much when they are two as when they're 14, 15, 16. Hmm. It just looks different, but that yeah. supervision needs to be there as well. We need to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Uh, Michelle Patton Swisher here. Uh, Michelle Tramp, you were talking to trafficking this morning. Central Virginia Justice Initiative, by the way, their uh, website, if you want to find out more, centralvajusticeinitiative.com. Much more to come. Quick break. We'll be back on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Welcome back to Town Talk on News Talk 1230. You can weigh in about today's topic on Facebook at WFVA 1230 and by text at 540-371-5756. Here's your host, Ted Schubel. Michelle Trampian this morning from the Central Virginia Justice Initiative along with Michelle Patton Swisher with Spotsylvania County Schools and she's a social worker with the Spotsylvania County Schools. Michelle Trampian, you talked about, uh, I guess, the awareness part and just to hear how that's getting out. That's, I guess, really the first step of, of making people aware and, and kind of like you of seeing of seeing you know I want to learn more about this or we can't let this continue in our community absolutely um, that's really where we started with awareness because if you don't know you have a problem they're really you know you don't know what uh, you know you can't do anything about it and so um, you know we're so grateful with human trafficking awareness month um, to have that um, yeah. month to really raise that type of awareness. And so, um, you know, um, um, you know, when we started, it was trying to get people to believe that it was, it was an issue here. Um, I think that um, with more and more stories that are coming out, um, uh, you know, it's now more, mm -hmm. now people um, understand it. But one of the, one of the things that we learned early on when you're talking to people about awareness is that you need to give them the facts, but you can't just leave them with these are the facts and there's nothing you can do about it, right? Yeah. Um, 
our our job is not to scare people. Our job is to try to empower people. I wondered about that because that is yeah. a, because you can shock you can you can sit here for the next ten minutes and just shock us all. Oh, absolutely. And the truth of the matter is, um, and, and I'm sure she'll, sure we'll get to to this at some point, but. Um, you know, kind of what we're what we're seeing out there. Yeah, it is pretty scary. It's things that um, no one should have to go through ever. And um, but um, the the truth is, there's a lot more people who want to do something about it than there are people who are actually perpetrating the crime. And when I say perpetrating the crime, it's not just the traffickers; it's the people who are the buyers. And um, when I've been out and speaking and start talking about buyers, um, people start looking at their their feet and things like that. Yeah. Because in some cases, um, you know, purchasing sex is a rite of passage, um, or they think that um, that in every case it's it's a choice. Um, the truth is, most of our most of the people that we um, are dealing with. Um, they they tend to have a couple of things going on. They um, I, I can't remember the last time we ran across somebody who did not have an addiction, and most of the time it's heroin, um, something pretty hard. Um, I had one young lady this um, uh, this uh, summer who um, she couldn't even list all the drugs that she had been taking, mm. um, and so there's addiction. Um, most of them, the trauma starts at a very young age. That's why we see it in the schools, and that's why prevention is so incredibly important. Um, so most trafficking victims have at least four ACEs, right? So um, adverse childhood experiences, and Michelle can tell you a lot more about that than I can. Um, so they're actually kind of set up for it um, in many, many cases. Um, uh, in addition to that, so they may be suffering from PTSD, um, a complex form of PTSD. And then sometimes there's a mental health um, issue that's gone undiagnosed um, as well, or some other type of developmental disability that's gone undiagnosed. And so you get that combination. Um, it's a recipe for disaster. And those people are easy, easy to exploit. Um, and um, that's what we see a lot of. And so when people ask me what they can do, yes, you can go um, support our organization or any other organization um, that um, helps with trafficking victims. But if we want to stop this, not only do we need to do the prevention in the schools, but we also need to really take care of those people in our community that are vulnerable. And that means don't shut your eyes to it. Um, that means, you know, we have a housing issue. We talked about that earlier. We have a affordable housing issue in this, in this, in this area, you know, but not just this area in the, the country overall. Um, we need to figure out how to do something about that. Um, um, you know, we, we, I mentioned to you before, um, before we started, if you're a, particularly a young person, but a young woman who is homeless, um, and has an addiction, not even the other things that I talked about, sure. you are very much at risk and it may be just a matter of time. And so we have to understand that. Um, so um, anyway, so it's kind of. 
<laughs> but we can do something about yeah. it. Yeah. And that's the, that's the thing. We haven't given up in this country. We can do something about it. The um, M M Michelle Trampy here, along with Michelle Patton Swisher this morning, as we talk about uh, trafficking on, uh, on, on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Are there signs? I mean, you you talked about you talked about these, you know, you know, addiction, trauma, and you know, the the, the mental health things. Are there things day to day if I'm walking around, or you know, that you can whether whether it's it's a business that that, that may not look quite right or even situations of where you you see people together and they might not look like they belong together. Sure, I'll I'll kind of tell you the the areas. Now, when we we do vocational education, um, we do things that are very specific. So, for example, we have a specific first responder training, so things that they um, can look for. Um, but generally, um, you know, if if I'm telling you where you could could look. Wherever prostitution is, there's going to be human trafficking. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say this real quick because yeah. you brought up prostitution. There are no children prostitutes. Absolutely. Like, right. children are not prostitutes. They are human trafficking victims. Correct. So I think that's one thing I, we talk about. Yeah. I, I appreciate you <clears throat> mentioning that. So where prostitution exists... Um, there's going to be human trafficking. And I know that there are people who will say, well, theoretically, it's sex work and it's this, that, and it's a choice. And I'm not going to say that there isn't somebody out there, but I'm going to tell you from my experience, I've met one person who she did not have somebody who was pimping her out or managing her. Um, but she was the only reason she was doing it was because of at, uh, just abject poverty. And so you know we we were going to help her um we were going to help her out of her situation if we could and <clears throat> you know the truth is we can do better than that we should be able to do better than that somebody yeah. shouldn't have to resort to something they don't want to do because of abject poverty um <clears throat> um you know the the other places that i would say um you know um, social media online you have to be incredibly incredibly careful and this isn't just you know TikTok and you know the whole list of social media this is also on your um, uh, you know gaming apps things like that um, I'm just uh, trying to trying and I to think the part two when <coughs> we're talking about social media is you know people look for vulnerabilities so if if I'm on a gaming app and I talk about, you know, whether it's my parents or my significant other are driving me crazy mm -hmm. and somebody hears that, they can use that to their advantage to start isolating you in a way that you then become vulnerable and dependent on that person. And it's kind of a grooming technique is really what they're Absolutely. doing. And that's how they're getting in there to, yeah. to kind of push you away from your support system. Uh, gangs. Um, so we have gangs here. We have gangs of really all size. We have some of the international gangs. We also have, um, um, you they know, call them home gang or like community gang community yeah. gangs as well. My own neighborhood. Yeah. I this in the in the in the fall had a situation with 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 when the the sheriff's department because it, because a situation happened in my front yard, 
and the, the sheriff's department came around and they, we they were they were telling me about that it was a, a gang at the high school yeah and again it's one of those situations just like we're talking about here if you're thinking well not in spotsylvania yeah that's mm-hmm. that's a you know that's yeah. a prince william fairfax county kind yeah. of thing and if you think about what gangs are associated with is usually moving guns mm-hmm. money and sex yeah absolutely and what we saw was that there were you know the international gangs and a lot of the national gangs um, had always used um, sex as part of their money-making schemes um, you know say maybe five to ten years ago we started seeing the more regional and local gangs starting to use that as well um, another area where um, are illicit massage businesses, and I believe there are 23 in Spotsylvania County. Mm-hmm. That's just Spotsylvania County. That's scary. So if you think about, you know, how close we, you know, how close this region is, Spotsylvania, Stafford, Fredericksburg, King yeah. George, Caroline, uh, that's planning District 16. Um, so think about it. It's not just, oh, Spotsylvania has 23. Um, you know, Stafford has a bunch. You know, I was actually in a, um, uh, training session with uh, Stafford County Sheriff's Department. They had um, they had asked if we wanted to be part of it. And we said sure, and um, it was related to illicit massage businesses. Um, you know how to spot them, um, what to do, that sort of thing. And um, the people who put it together were from um, California, and. Um, this is not to put down California, actually, it's a beautiful state. But, um, you know, we were talking about some of the things that we were doing, and they, they, they said, it's so nice to hear that you haven't given up because uh, there's so many communities wow. that have. And what happens is the business owner who is running these illicit massage parlors just changed the name of the LLC. Yeah. And so doors are shut because they've been busted, in a sense, by the sheriff's office. And then they open right back up under another name. Yeah. So it's it when it takes a lot of manpower to do that. So I, I do think we need to commend our sheriff's office Absolutely. for working hard to bring awareness, but also trying to to stop that within our community. And and I'd be remiss if I didn't didn't say this because the sheriff's office did a good job of kind of explaining that they have investigations that are going on. Um, there was uh, one young uh, one woman who um, volunteered for our organization, and she um, kind of accidentally went into one of these um, massage businesses and realized it wasn't it was an illicit massage business. Yeah. And so she was asking questions and things like that, and then she came out and called me, and she said, "Oh, I can go back and get more information." I'm like, "Don't, um, just." You know, I gave her a number to call um, to report it. I, you know, you you do not want to go in. So what I'm gonna what I'm saying is that do not be an investigator. Yeah. Um, contact the sheriff's office. Um, you can contact the National Human Trafficking Resource Center. Um, 888-3737-888. Um, and you don't even have to tell them your name you just give them the information and they'll contact the um, local police police sheriff's departments and they'll they'll start an investigation but um, you know uh, I, um, and, and the truth is you could wander in and actually mess up 
an investigation that's ongoing yeah. or you could get arrested. So let you mention that. Yeah. That's so, so, you know, a lot of people see these movies like sound of freedom and that sort of thing. And that's, those were professionals, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, we're not professional investigators. Let's leave that up to the people who are paid to do and, that. And I think if you see something, it's important to say something, yeah. right? Like if your spidey sense is going off that this isn't right, we all have that little intuition thing. We often don't like to listen to it because we think there's no way that could be true. Mm-hmm. If, if something doesn't feel right, it's okay to say, call the authorities and say, I don't feel right about this. Let them look at it and right. either confirm it or say it's okay. We need a quick break. We're going to come back with uh, Michelle Trampy and Michelle Patton Swisher. We're talking trafficking this morning. Again, if you want to find out more about the work and get involved with the work or contribute to the work with the Central Virginia Justice Initiative, centralvajusticeinitiative.com. More on News Talk 1230 WFVA. It's 832. From the Fredericksburg Dot Today online news studios, this is News Talk 1230 WFVA Fredericksburg, a centennial broadcasting station focused on Fredericksburg. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Michelle Patton Swisher from Spotsylvania County Schools in this morning, along with Michelle Trampy with the Central Virginia Justice Initiative. Once again, I just feel like I have just, I, I don't understand, you know, I have not known a lot of these, that all of this trafficking is our, is, is, is our topic. It, it, it is going on around here and... Uh, Again, just thanks to you two and, and others who are involved with whether it's the sheriff's office, schools, uh, Michelle and her organization. Uh, this it's just such. So often, Michelle Trampy, it seems like we're looking at a situation where, where where it is trafficking, but but the victims don't see it as that, or even society doesn't look at it as that. Sure, um, and and here's here's the thing we had talked previously about. Um, a lot of a lot of the early childhood experiences, the four aces, etc. Um, it, it really sets them up for trafficking. So if you're in a home where there's um, already violence, sexual violence, um, maybe you've been assaulted, raped, even we know that happens. Um, shouldn't happen, but we know it happens. Um, then violence is your normal, right? And so when um, when someone else does it to you, um, that's normal to you. Um, the number one lore in the world it, for commercial sex trafficking is the boyfriend lore, um, and the boyfriend or lover boy um, lore. Um, and so that is someone who is posing as a boyfriend. And um, when they start making demands um, when they start um, saying you know all you have to do is dance for my friends at this party Um, they'll like it it'll get me out of trouble Mm -hmm. but it's never just dance Um, you just have to go on this date with this guy if you do it'll it'll take care of a debt for me Uh, but it's not just a date and so if your normal is violence, sexual violence, um, it's very easy for someone to fall into that, into that trap and not recognize that that's not normal, that that's not okay. Um, you know, 
um, healthy relationships. And again, Michelle can talk to you more about, uh, can talk to you a, a lot about healthy relationships. The women that we deal with, they wouldn't know healthy relationship if it came up and, and introduced themselves to them because they've not, they've not ever been in one. Uh, one most likely hasn't been um, shown to them. Or if they did, they didn't notice it because there were so there was so much other stuff going on. So um, many times, uh, trafficking victims don't feel as don't don't know that what's happened to them is wrong. Um, and so that's that is part of the challenge. Um, it's a, certainly a challenge with law enforcement making a making a case because they don't want to they don't they don't want to testify. So because they think the guy is the boyfriend. Now, the truth is. He may have 10, 15 other girls in his stable, but she thinks she's the girlfriend. And <laughs> it, it it's every single client we've had. <laughs> she thinks she's the girlfriend. There's 15 other girls in his, his stable that he's sleeping with, that he's telling he loves them, but she thinks she's the special one. And it's because these guys are so practiced. Um, they're so practiced and they know what to do. But Michelle Patton Swisher, we we've talked a, a lot about uh, over the years adverse childhood, uh, that 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 whole um, ex- adverse child experiences, and how that plays into all of this. And I mean, that's this is what makes Spotsylvania social workers the rock stars that they are. That I mean, you've you know years ago, you and Lisa Dolan came in here and we talked about about the you know the training and to be able to to spot or to be able to offer some kind of helps to some of these kids, that's that's a help to the community. Right, because, you know, adverse childhood experiences, it, we really need to shift what's the concept of what's wrong with you to what's happened to you. Hmm. And, you know, adverse childhood experiences is that trauma component that happens to children under the age of 18 that then impacts them as they move through their life. And our, our students and people in our community that are experiencing trafficking as Michelle said, do have a trauma history. And those vulnerabilities are very easy to lure you in to a non-savory situation. So there's things that can be done to help mitigate that, of course, which is, you know, the number one way to, to, to help with a trauma experience is a positive adult relationship. So building relationships whether it's with your children or with children in your classroom or even adults building relationships, meeting basic needs. Our folks that are um, victims of trafficking often don't have their basic needs. And I'm talking food, shelter, clothing, basic Mm -hmm. needs, like way down on the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You know, we need to make those things available in our community, you know, we, we talk about this all the time, that that is a huge vulnerable piece sure. of how they can be lured in. Um, along with, you know, for us, making sure that there are places that people can connect to community resources and not just meeting those basic needs, but meeting mental health needs. Mm-hmm. Because being able to have discussions about, you know, this doesn't feel right. We're, I'm not feeling right. You know, you you shouldn't be depressed all the time. That's That's not what you should be experiencing. You shouldn't be anxious all the time. If you have a substance abuse history or you have a substance abuse problem, finding places that can help you through that. 
um, there is help out there. It's just a matter of locating it within our community and making that available. And Michelle Trampy, what you said a few minutes ago strikes me when you said, you know, that this is, unfortunately some of these people wouldn't know a healthy relationship if it, yeah. it walked up and said, I'm a healthy relationship. And so I, there lies probably a problem, too, of getting someone help because they don't realize they may need help. That That's part of the problem. Although most of them deep down know they're in trouble. Okay. They know, they know they're in trouble. Um, one of the issues because they don't know healthy relationship because there's been so much violence and, 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 um, disorder, they don't know who to trust. So, um, that is, is one of the bigger barriers. And so when we first started working with our clients, we realized that, um, we needed to define success differently. Um, so um, I'll use a, a biblical example. So um, in uh, uh, so there's a um, there's a Samaritan woman who was at a well, and um, Christ went. If you if you track where he went, he went way out of his way to meet her where she was to tell her what he needed to tell her, and I'm not going to go into to that right now, um, um, but he went way out of his way to meet her where she was, and that's what we have to do. Um, and so with our clients, um, they may, um, you know, we, we have to keep trying with them. And so if today they're only going to take um, your business card, okay, right? If, you know, the next time you run into them, um, maybe they'll, um, they'll ask for some help. Um, and so you give it to them. Um, you know, sometimes they're just, I'm ready. You know, get, you know, get me to a human trafficking shelter. And so, you know, we do that. Um, but what we have to do is we have to meet them where they are, not where we think they are, where they think they should be. And so based on that, we had to redefine what success was, um, because it's building that trust. We had one young lady, we started working with her in 2015, um, you know, before we even started officially taking clients and, um, and boy, she... We saw her through ups and downs and ups and downs, um, but you know she's out of life now. Um, she has a relationship with her family, mm. and um, she has a job, and you know her life's not going to be easy for a while. Um, but you know we've been consistent, and she knows we've been consistent. So building that trust, when somebody doesn't really have a foundation for trusting another person. Um, and, and a lot of times those aces really break down your trust because they're looking for what's going to happen next to them. Um, and they don't know who to trust. And so that's, that is probably um, one of the bigger um, hurdles that we have to meet. And so when we work with um, vocations, first responders who may come in contact um, you know, it's important to have a trauma-informed kind of focus, and Michelle can tell you a lot about that too. 
um, because um, there have been so many times when um, I've had a client and I really, it was really important for them to go see a doctor. Um, so for whatever reason, we, over about a year period of time, we just kept hearing about strangulation. So somebody gets strangled, it's really important for them to go go to doctor. Yeah. Um, and so, um, um, you know, it was hard getting them to go to a, to go to a doctor, go to the hospital, go to a clinic, um, because they because of experiences that they had in the past that were negative. Um, so that tr- building that trust, having that trauma informed focus, is how you break that down. But yeah, sometimes they don't know what's happening to them is 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 a crime. Um, a lot of times they know they're in trouble. They don't know what to do, and they don't know who to trust. And that's where we try to come in. And that's, I know, where the schools try to come mm-hmm. in, too. You talk about clients. How, how do you get clients? Do, are, do, you, are, do, you get, do they refer? Do they they come to you? Or you reach out and you see situations? It or is a little bit of everything? A little bit of everything. Um, you know, we have good relationships with law enforcement. Um, I'd say probably Stafford calls me more than anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was probably the first department where... Um, we had a relationship at, um, they actually broke some pretty big cases back in the day. I mean, some of those were, um, there was one person, he was from Fredericksburg. He had a seven state operation. They stopped counting victims at 55. Mm-hmm. And that's because they ran out of resources. Um, he worked, they worked on that with Homeland Security and federal. So it went through federal court, but, um, they were, um, very open to working with us from like the get-go and then and Spotsylvania was as well but I've gotten calls from from law enforcement in different jurisdictions um, um, we have a task force so now I get calls from that task force has a lot of the NGOs in our area so I get calls from NGOs um, and then sometimes they just somehow find us so there was one one woman who was at the Rappahannock jail and it was a drug-related incarceration as well. She had other charges, you know, failure to appear, or that sort of thing. And she had come into contact with a similar organization that we've worked with before in another part of the state. And so she was looking for a similar organization in this area, and she found us. And she wrote me a, a letter from jail in pencil and just broke it just broke my heart so mm. i so i changed my schedule around and i i well i'm going to go see her so i just went to the jail and um you know uh you know went in to see her and you you know you're sitting at the little desk and the, you've got the the you know the plexiglass between you and um she looked at me and she's like oh that's not you're not for me and i and and i was like no you wrote me a letter and so um um, so that started, uh, you know, over a year's long, um, and we were able to help her get connected to resources while she was in jail, and then afterwards, and she's actually in college now. So um, wow. very exciting when it happens, um, but it took a long time, took a lot of work, but she just, you know, um, you know, so it, we, we get them from all from all over um, and you know and and that's just kind of the way it is but a lot of times 
um, the first interaction, there's multiple interactions because, you know, they'll, they'll trust you a little bit, so they'll take a little bit. Um, they'll go away, they'll come back, and you just have to be okay with that. Um, and because if you try to force somebody someplace they don't want to go, they're just going to run away and it's going to break their trust and they're not going to, um, they're not going to trust the next person. So it's a challenge. Michelle Trampy is here. Michelle Patton Swisher is here this morning trafficking our focus. Central Virginia Justice Initiative. If you want to find out more about them, centralvajusticeinitiative.com. We will conclude when we come back on News Talk 1230 WFVA. This is Down Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Download the all-new News Talk 1230 WFVA app for Apple and Android. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Good stuff. It's uh, kind of eye-opening stuff this morning as we talk about trafficking with uh, Michelle Patton Swisher, a social worker with Spotsylvania County Schools, and Michelle Trampy with the Central Virginia Justice Initiative. Michelle Trampy, if I want to get more information from you or just... You've got a lot of information out there, and we've just hardly... We could could go for hours on on this. And thank you, by the way, for what you do, because what... This is like talking to investigators or people who really deal with tough things. And, you you know, I'm sure it's hard to just you live with this stuff all the time in, in, in some of these stories. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the things that we really focus on is that we need to make sure that, um, you know, you, you kind of have to be able to take to work it, take it and put it in a box. I know you have to do that and put it in a box and mm-hmm. leave it there because you don't want it to affect the rest of your your life. So it's really important that self-care. Um, so, uh, but if somebody wants to get in contact with us, uh, it's, uh, you can just go to centralvajusticeinitiative.com. Uh, uh, there's a contact area there. Um, uh, you know, if you want to call us, we're 866-620-2889. Uh, Give me that one more time. 866-620-2889. Um, so either one of those places, we, we have a Facebook page and Instagram and, okay. and I don't check that to be, be honest. I am on, um. Uh, social media as little as possible so i'm old school but <laughs> and michelle patton swisher you talked about you you talk about this often about for for parents and especially from the school standpoint yes. know know your kids passwords and know what they're looking at and don't be afraid to see if all of a sudden friendships have changed or somebody's not going to school or their have their friends have changed things like that those are great points because you are the parent and it is okay to ask those questions and it is okay to then go to the school and say, hey, I need some help with my child. I'm worried. Something's going on that's a little different. Ask to speak to your school social worker. Every school in Spotsylvania has a school social worker. You can also speak with your school counselors um, so that we can help support our students and their parents in any way possible. Uh, But it is to supervise your kids. It is okay. Let me see your phone. Let me see what sites you're going on. Hey, your kids are playing a video game. Are you going in there and monitoring who they're talking to? What What's being said? Um, you know, are you monitoring how long they're playing that video game? You know, kids shouldn't be on a video game at three o'clock in the morning. We need to get ready to go to school the next day hmm. and be successful. And it's okay to set those limits. And if you need help, reach out. And understand that things are different. I remember 20 some years ago, my kids saying to me, you know, 
dad's you know school's not what it was when you were there and as we talk about this be a whole nother show things are different than than what you might think they are or remember and 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 i think the important perspective is the access of the internet the access of social media there are other people that are now having influence on your children Hmm. it used to be your community your home your school had that influence but now there's this whole other world in social media that have influence on your kids well this will be definitely a to be continued thank you both thank you for what you do um again michelle trampy with the central virginia justice initiative central va justice initiative.com michelle Patton swisher with spotsylvania county schools thank you so much we will uh, continue to have this discussion thanks for what you do Thank thank you that is it thank you for listening see you on monday Thanks for listening to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. The views expressed by the hosting guests on this program are their own and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or Centennial Broadcasting. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The Glenn Beck program is next on News Talk 1230 WFVA, focused on Fredericksburg.